and then somehow, some way, the AI system give you some decision or you know making a decision, uh, a, a recommendation to human. So, particularly in medical fields, the doctor would ask, "Well, but why, right? I mean, you and me, we do want our doctors to know what the heck they are talking about." Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Dr. Pan Chen Shi. I'm a professor and associate dean for research, and as a director of the PhD program in computing and information sciences at the Rochester Institute of Technology. You are watching Folks Alert. Folks, Lurch Show. My name is Kiko. My guest today is Dr. Ping Chi Shai. Did I say that right? Yes. Doctor, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Kiko? Uh, listen, I can't complain. I'm I'm happy that you're here. <laughs> Glad you, to be here. Listen, you have so many titles. I don't know which one. I, I'll just I'm listen. I'm just gonna call you Doctor, right? Whichever you like, or just call me Pan Chang would be good. That's fine. But, but listen, you've been to school too many law and and hold too many degrees for me to just even call you by your first name, Doctor. Well, thank you. you know, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How how are you holding up at the wedding in in Rochester? Well, it, it starts to snow outside, so you know it's already end of March. But you know, I I, I don't complain too much other than the snow. Okay. You you spend a lot of time in the lab. Um, enough, right? I mean, you know, I think in my earlier days uh, as a professor, I probably spent more days, and but now, you know, I I have other things to take care of too. So. Right, right, okay. Tell me, tell me, Doc. Uh, you've been working on artificial intelligence for a long time, and now things are coming to fruition. You know, we are, the, the public are getting a grasp of what artificial intelligence really is and, you know, seeing it for what it is and getting familiar. But it's something that's been working in the background on computers and search engine for even in phones for a long time. But before we even get to that, of all things, why did you decide to be a professor? What, what, what made you interested in becoming a professor of all things? Well, well, that's a great question. And sometimes I even ask this question myself. Uh, you know, fundamentally, I think, you know, when I was uh, finishing my PhD back in the mid 90s, you know, literally almost 30 years ago, I was thinking either go to industry, you know, working as an industry researcher or developer, and or the other thing is really stay in the university. And I actually, you know, accepted a job at the Silicon Valley uh, by a company which called Silicon Graphics. Mm -hmm. I don't think it exists anymore. Uh, but back in the 80s and 90s, it was the company to work for. And uh, if anyone knows anything about the Silicon Graphics, also called SGI, the company, uh, Google's current campus in Mountain View, California, was the Silicon Graphics campus. Okay. So it was a big deal. But then, you know, I thought about it and I really wanted two things, uh, which sort of like dragged me or kept me in academia. One was, 
in, in industry, you sort of like, you know, do whatever the company wants you to do. Versus in university, you have a lot more freedom. You can really entertain any idea. And as long as you can convince, you know, federal agencies or local governments or companies to give you some money to explore the possibilities, mm -hmm. you can do literally whatever you want in terms of research. But the other part is, I really think that, um, you know, how to identify and cultivate the next generation of talents, uh, you know, those students from the bachelor's to the master's and to the PhD level. I mean, it's a really, uh, you know, dear to my heart. So that's why sort of like I stayed in university and that has been almost 27 years. You, you answered my second question I was, I was about to ask you, is that you, you can pretty much go anywhere you want at this point. You know, you've been in this industry for so long, you can probably go in private sector and have a cush job as a director somewhere. But I guess you, you're you kind of passionate about teaching. Yeah, I mean, you know, even though I don't teach too much anymore, I, you know, every year I teach one course uh, to the new entering PhD students. But fundamentally, you know, the interaction with the uh, 18, 20, 25 year olds, mm -hmm. and they really see them to become better. And many of them eventually have become better than myself. Right. And I think that satisfaction, uh, I, it's, it's really important to me personally. I know it's not for everyone, but you know, it's that, that's something, you know, I have enjoyed tremendously. When you, when you got into this, this space, right, you started you figured out, well, okay, I'm going to do research. Uh, did you imagine, was it called artificial intelligence back then? Well, great question. Actually, um, so I did my PhD, you know, at the late 80s through mid 90s. Uh -huh. And back then, the artificial intelligence was a really a taboo word. Okay, and uh, it's a so-called as AI winter. Um, you know, back then, basically, if you tell people, "Oh, I'm doing artificial intelligence," or if I do AI, people would say, "You know, why are you doing this?" Right? Because there's no, almost no jobs. There's very little possibilities that you can deal with it. And uh, so, even though I was working in the same space. I call the, I'm a computer vision person who works on mostly on medical problems, mm -hmm. you know, medical images, CAT scan, MRI scan, you know, ultrasound, all those kind of things, basically to use computer to understand uh, these medical images. So of course, these days we all know these are all part of artificial intelligence, but you know, 30 or 30 plus years ago, uh, very few people was willing to say this is artificial intelligence. Of course, now, you know, everybody wants, shouldn't say everybody, but many, many people want to claim they are in the AI space because it is what is hot, what is trendy, and what is really people see have a tremendous impact already is happening and will have even bigger impact probably in the you know, coming decades. So, so it is, uh, you know, it's, it's good when I got in, you know, 30 years ago, but it's even better now because it is really the attention of almost everyone. It's even lucrative. The money is what's driving a lot of people into this space. Absolutely. Artificial, artificial intelligence. The first time I've heard of artificial intelligence, probably from a, a space movie, a science, science mm -hmm. uh, fiction movie. And when I hear artificial intelligence, then it, I always associate it with science of outer space. Um, mm -hmm. it, I never thought of it of something human being. And I guess now when we look at it, they're talking about robots and stuff like that. So it kind of makes sense. But I never really. And after I was doing my research for this interview to talk to you, uh, it's heavily in medical right mm -hmm. reaching yep. uh reading 
CAT scans and reading blood work, uh, geo, um, help me out. The, what, what's the, the body, body? Not yeah, scans, I mean, I want to say body scans, but not body scans. No, I mean, it's really, it's like, you know, CAT scans as a the computer tomography scan, look mostly the, look the, at our heart tissues. The body, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, and, uh, but also for. like I say, I mean, you know, I'm 57 years old, so people my age will start to, you know, need to have uh, more regular checkups, have the EKG measured, have mm -hmm. the blood work done at least yearly. And, uh, and uh, so, I mean, you know, it's already known that, uh, look at the, the, the EKGs of our heart. Um, in many cases, the machines can do equally good job as cardiologists to, to, to do screening. Right. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, at least right now, you still want the docs, the, you know, the physicians to make the final decision, but definitely, you know, the machine can do a lot of the screening work. So sort of like, you know, screen out all the things that is really normal. So the doctors don't need to waste their time to look at the normal scans, but they can focus on things which display some unusual patterns. Right. And, uh, you know, even though, I mean, I know some people claim the machines or the AI uh, machines can even read or make a diagnosis, but, you know, in practice and also in people's acceptance, it is still not there yet. But, you know, who knows, three, five, ten years from now, we'll probably have a lot of the, you know, AI assistant to help doctors to make diagnosis decision, to make a treatment planning and all those kind of things. Let's dial things back a little bit, Doc. Uh, people are concerned about AI, okay? Mm -hmm. Definitely. And we, we're talking about the medical field here. When someone yeah. walks into the hospital and get a you know x-ray or a scan and those results goes to the lab, mm -hmm. human eyes are watching it, but also in order to break that down quicker and find out what the issue is, it's a computer and AI. I don't mm -hmm. hear anyone complaining when it comes to their health. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, no one's having, no one has any issue. They, they want the result. They want to be, they want to be healthy fast. Okay. Even in the pandemic, AI played a very critical role in figuring out vaccine mm -hmm. and the, the trend yep. of this COVID. Okay. No one complained. Right. Yep. I, I, did you hear any complaint doc? Well, I mean, the complaint is, I, mean, I, 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 I do have heard uh, uh, complaints or maybe more concerns, right? Because one of the key sort of like shortcomings mm -hmm. uh, uh, for the AI system as of now, largely, is that it is more or less like a black box, right? You, they look at the data and then somehow, some way, the AI system give you some decision or, you know, making a decision, uh, a recommendation to human. Mm -hmm. So particularly in medical field, the doctor would ask him, well, but why? Right? I mean, you and me, we do want our doctors to know what the heck they are talking about, right? If they just say, take this medicine, right? We may want to say, well, why, right? What this medicine does and how it helps. Why, what's condition of mine that, you know, led to your decision that, uh, you know, you should take this meds versus that meds. Correct. As of now, the AI system, they could and, uh, you know, have done a lot of really good decisions or decision recommendations, but they cannot explain itself. The AI system cannot explain itself why this is the best recommendation. So that's why, so like the medical professionals, they are still hesitant or very much so, and I appreciate that to make, to go along with the AI systems, right? And, uh, and I think this is a concern. And of course, you know, during really urgent situations, such as a pandemic, we have been experiencing or mostly hopefully, you know, off a bit, you know, we're, we're passing it. And uh, then sometimes we have to, you know, move forward, just leave some of the questions behind and go back to check it later. But for a more normal days, right? 
um, people, you know, may, 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 may be more hesitant to take the AI's recommendation uh, yet. And so that's why, you know, uh, many AI researchers over the last two, three years are start to work on uh, the questions called explainable AI. So it's not just you give me the answers. You know, hopefully they are working on to make sure that the AI can explain the reasons behind their their decisions. Okay. And someone like me and some of my colleagues, we are also are very interested in the integration of human and machine intelligence. So in a way, it's not just the human intelligence and vice versa, it's not just artificial intelligence. We want to see, you know, how we have, uh, you know, dynamic organic integration of the human intelligence with artificial intelligence, taking each other's strengths, right? I mean, you know, we have experiences and we know a lot of what's going on from, right. you know, decades or even hundreds of years of experiences, but the AI systems, they're really fast. They can take in enormous uh, uh, amount of data. So that's its strength. So if we can, you know, dynamically combine the human and the machine intelligence, that could be a, a, a better uh, uh, way forward. You know, we're not sure, you know, but but at least we hypothesize that it could be. Okay, let's let's look at AI as a tool, right? Let's let's just say, for argument's sake, it's a tool. Okay, mm -hmm. a tool to advance human comfort of li of living the better way of life right mm -hmm. better way to experience life right let's just say yes that. yep let's go back into history there's been a lot of ais when we talk about farming for example right the way people grow food right yep. the way people uh test for diseases okay those we could say we can arguably say that that's a form of ai that made changes in how human function and how they go about their life. Transportation, for example, the way we mm -hmm. use transportation now is not the way we use transportation 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a form of yep. AI. Uh, yep. But I think when, and listen, I am not a scientist. I'm just a guy that, that hosts a show, uh, but I am looking at it from, I'm being, I'm taking an objective view. And I think most of what the argument or concern are about is that people are just, they're concerned about the everyday thing, but not, they're not mm -hmm. looking at it on a grander scale. Okay. For you, mm -hmm. you've been doing this for 27 years, so you don't have much concern because you understand it a little bit better than maybe me and someone else. Right. But hopefully, well, hopefully, but I'm just saying us in the public, we're not looking at it on a grant and on a much larger scale. We're just I, I, I understand. Yep. So I think that's probably where the concerns are coming in. Mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 I absolutely agree with you. And, uh, and, you know, honestly, I, I share some of the concerns too. And, uh, and, uh, and, and I, I actually appreciate you, you, you broaden the definition of AI to really say the human development, all the technological scientific progress, mm -hmm. you know, as part of the AI in a sense is like, you know, how these things have helped uh, a, a human society, right? I mean, have a better living, you know, have less laborly work to do, you know, all kinds of things. And it's, you know, we, we, we are talking uh, 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 through the internet. I mean, this only happened over the last 30 years, right? I mean, and, uh, and, uh, so, so I definitely see, I mean, you know, I absolutely agree technology have really helped human progress, particularly in terms of the economic, uh, 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 you know, also food production, you know, living a better life in some sense. You know, people may debate if we, we as a civilization actually has advanced or not. But but let, let's just hold that uh, 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 for another day. And uh, and uh, but but I mean, on the hand, I mean, you know, I I see what you're trying to say is that. But 
this new technology, this new artificial intelligence that is right here, right? In you know, in one of my earlier interviews about two months ago, I said, you know, it's not crying wolf. The wolf is at the door, right? I mean, you know, right. it's it's not like we can pretend it's not going to be here because we have some concerns or. And uh, and uh, so so that's why I I have been you know advocating for for a while, but particularly over the last few months with the availability of the ChatGPT or more recently you know borrowed from from Google um, that uh, people suddenly you know general public suddenly see the AI it's right here, and people got you know got worried. So, so that's what I, I, you know, I have been thinking about this and have been thinking about what we should do as a society to really deal with this new age where AI becomes part of our life. And so I really look at a couple different angles. First and foremost, I do think that uh, you know society um and and it's i'm not talking about only american society i really think as a whole world right we need to come to certain agreement what is the ethics of ai you know what ai can do what ai cannot do right i mean you know so it's what's the limitation I mean, you know, you, you, you talk about the, the, the sci-fi movie earlier about, you know, space movies, whatever, but also, you know, you probably have or know of all of the, 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 the West worlds that show on HBO over the last couple of years, right? I mean, it's where really those robots were taking over the world, right? Right. I mean, so do we want that world? Okay. I, I assume most people don't. But in order to, you know, prevent that become a re real possibility, I, I don't want to say it's become a reality. I'm just saying it become a real possibility. Then the society, not only not only Americans or the, 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 the Europeans or the Japanese or the Australians, so far, you know, more advanced uh, 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 economic uh, uh, countries, but really, the whole world, we need to decide what are the limitations we need to impose on AI, right? Because this cannot be the unilateral American way, because, say, you know, if China decides to go the other way, then you cannot control that, right? And, uh, and that could be very, very dangerous. So it's really, so what's the ethical boundaries? But also associated with the ethical boundary, what's the legal boundaries? You know, AI can or cannot do, or how we as human can or cannot use the AI for, right? And so, so this is uh, uh, one thing I, I do think it's, it's very important. I mean, should be addressed yesterday, and no later than today, but at least no later than tomorrow, <laughs> right? I mean, but but I know you know the politicians probably don't understand. And they don't want to understand that these things, and uh, so. But but we as citizens uh, of the world, we need to really advocate for this. So this is one thing you look at: the ethics and the legal boundaries of AI or how to use AI. You, you're you're making a global statement, Doc. But here's the problem, right? Mm -hmm. AI is technology, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So. There are laws in the books which regulate technology, isn't there? Well, there is, but not. But we have never seen the potential impact from any technology as AI may have. So, so this gets me worried, right? I mean, you know. So, for the sake of argument, I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure the Pentagon. Or you know the Chinese army or the Russian army are, will be very interested in how to use AI to make a robots to fight the world war. Right, but right. I mean, in a way, today now, I mean, a lot of the war is fought by drones, right? 
you know, yeah, drone is controlled, still largely controlled by human, but a lot of them are not controlled by human already. Right. I mean, it's sort of like human becomes the overall commander, but then you have a lot of things that you can have to control the 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 the, the, the drones. I mean, those are the things I I do think personally. Say, you know, using drone to fight a war is better than have you and me or have any human being to fight a war, right? But it may evolve and it may enter in some other more touchy and gray areas. Uh, what the robot may or may not do, and I think that this is something you know we we need to think about, and uh, and uh, I mean and also come back to your your question is like you know because AI potentially can have a bigger impact, full scale impact beyond anything we have ever seen in the history of the world. Is this a conversation for the United Nations? It's a conversation for the United Nations, and it's a conversation for the Congress or for the White House, right? right? And but I think fundamentally, it is really a conversation for you and me and the citizens of this nation and other nations, because if we don't push for it, at least in democracy, then you know the politicians may not be interested in in hearing this, but the right? Thing, Doc, and the, uh, but the thing, Doc, if I get what you're saying. But mm -hmm. what I do in my home may not necessarily be what you want to do in your home. So absolutely. So if another nation uses their AI, right? Let's go to trademark laws. We, mm -hmm. Something much more simple. Trademark laws. Mm -hmm. If I want yep. to trademark something in the United States, I can go and petition for an international trademark, right? Yes. So yep. and then my brand or whatever it is will be able to to function in other nations other countries mm -hmm. but it's still up to that country to accept my trademark i agree so here comes the same issue with ai absolutely so, so that's why uh keiko like you know minutes earlier i was like so it is really it's the whole world need to work together to come to some agreement right it's not going to be america we decide to have these rules mm -hmm. and then china have some other rules if these two rules do are not compatible it's not going to help anyone right so this is something which is not really say you know one country or group of countries can decide for ourselves it is really you know as a humanity we need to work together so, so, so this is, I mean, it may sound like so broad and so vague, but this is a broad and a vague issue right. we have to address, uh, uh, not only, you know, what you have in your home or what I have in my home, it is really, we need to agree what's the limitation I should have in my home and what you should have in your home. And we, we agree on these things. That's why I was saying, maybe this is a conversation for the United Nations to where all yep. na all nations sign a treaty or an agreement in regards to AI. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But, and I'm pretty sure still there will be countries going to go outside of these, you know, agreement or whatever. And, but, 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 you know, at least I think we need to, you know, make uh, an honest effort to reach some agreement. Gotcha. Yeah. AI is cost. It's probably, you know, um, the internet was very disruptive, right? Mm -hmm. People lost jobs and a lot yep. of industry got shift because of the, the internet. AI is, is doing the same in some regards. Uh, and I, I actually think AI will do more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's scary, right? <laughs> I, w I want to talk to you about let's first let's talk because we got a lot of let's talk about AI art right the AI mm -hmm. art and I believe I saw a story uh, at the copyright office they said they're not going to copyright the art because it's AI mm -hmm. but the, the art is good dog. the art is yes it's really good I I I can't disagree with you at all. I use the you know the the, the generative AI made a few uh, 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 
paint paintings uh you know back in late about two months ago uh -huh. for the chinese new year so i actually asked say well generate a cubist painting you know to celebrate a lunar chinese new year which is the year of the rabbit right and it generated a bunch of them one of them i really like it and i post on my social media and i have friends say is that i didn't know picasso ever painted a rabbit i said no 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 that's not a picasso but this is i asked you know the ai generated arts uh, uh, uh to generate a cubist uh, 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 picture about this and uh, you know people were very surprised and uh, i mean you know i don't know if you saw some of the uh, uh, uh like mid journey last a few days you know using their new release and generate a bunch of interesting uh, uh photos uh, uh about donald trump or about others i would yeah, say holy I, cow i, I mean I've, that was i've seen it and i was like wow this is kind of out of i've seen it and i was like and it's absolutely i generated yep it's good it it is very good it i mean I, you know actually tomorrow i'm going to meet uh, a, a professor from the, uh, uh, Canada who is a world expert on generative AI, uh, generative art uh -huh. using AI, and uh, you know it, it's I, I, you know, even though that's not my space at all, but I I just have been absolutely fascinated by the generative uh, art using I, I AI systems. I can't tell the difference. C can you? I, I can't either. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just. It's, it's interesting. I mean, a, a few weeks ago, uh, uh, one of our faculty candidates, mm -hmm. uh, 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 actually from Harvard, so he was here giving a talk, and uh, he is a generative art uh, specialist. And then he has a, a, a test. He have like 20 arts mixed with the real, you know, so, so like some of them are two arts pieces one is the real art the other is the you know ai generated art ask people in the audience to decide which one is which right right and uh, and so i did these 20 questions i got 70 15 correct okay and then he said to me you know he said well you are really good because most of people get maybe 60 65 percent correct i got like 75 percent so but you know even 75 percent that means 25 percent of those questions i have absolutely no idea or i pick the wrong one right considered to be the human generated art so and as time goes on i'm pretty sure that you know we will see a lot of these things we just simply cannot tell and uh, and uh, i i do not know if it's good news or bad news i mean you know as someone who really love arts and uh you know i still hope that you know human generated arts are fundamentally treasured more so than the you know machine generated art but you know if i cannot tell then things getting a little bit tricky well you know what uh i, I had a discussion with someone in regards to ai music we were talking about music mm -hmm. and they said mm -hmm. uh you know um that a lot of artists are selling their catalog, right? And because the AI now can generate, can sound like these artists. Now, I made the argument, who owns the music? If AI wrote mm -hmm. the music, performed the music, who owns it? Does the programmer owns the music? And then we can even go one step further, Doc, okay? We all use Windows to write a piece mm -hmm. of document, okay? Mm -hmm. A computer helped us write that document and yep. submit you've probably used those documents and submit your papers absolutely okay. so can we argue that you didn't do it yourself because you didn't handwrite it is that tricky this is going well, i i i i absolutely agree with so this come back to to the, right. my earlier right uh things about the ethical and the legal agreement right right i mean you know and also i know there are artists uh, they are complaining and they are filing lawsuits because uh, the generative art 
systems. Uh, what they do is they learn from you know these tens, thousands, or even millions of the artwork mm -hmm. to learn the different stroke, different composition, or you know in music even more so, right? And uh, then, is this really the AI generated the music, or AI sort <laughs> of like learned from the all these data, and then right. it's sort right. of like you know cook up something, right? right. I mean, I. I, I know, you know, you're a musician too. And uh, I mean, I don't want my AI system to take all your songs, right? all your lyrics, and then create something. And then I claim, oh, well, it's my system produce it. But if it's my system that learned from your work, I'm not sure exactly what, what is the legal boundaries But, but the thing is that... You learned when you went to school, you learned from someone. Okay. Yes. So it gets it yep. gets really tricky. And this listen, this is Absolutely. this this, this com we can have this conversation for hours. Okay. Absolutely. We don't, we don't. Yep. So but I'm just I, I just wanted to make that point because it gets very, very it's a lot of gray areas here. Very I'll, so so this is a back into that like I I feel like it's so important that the society to discuss and to debate and reach a certain agreement first. Right. Now, very soon, because otherwise you're going to create so many problems. Gotcha. It's not someone want to cheat someone else or someone want to demand something for, you know, unreasonably, but it's just, it's such a gray area. There's no Correct. The existing laws are, are just not going to be able to handle that. And I, I appreciate what you said, you know, yeah, I spent so many years in school and uh, I come up with something that I'm pretty sure. And I openly admit it, like you know, a lot of these things are from all my teachers, all my mentors through all these years. Correct. Right. Or I read this person's paper, that person's book. Right. I mean, you know, so, but the thing is this, right. I mean, you know, we, we can accept to say, human like say me i read and i learned all these things and then we, i synthesize i come up with something new right and then i i have ownership of this something new because it's a human creation same thing i think you know from from your you know music for the sake of argument i mean you learn from other musicians correct previous generations or your current peers and then you come up with things I mean, and I think they, they will say, oh, you know, this is Kiko did it. But if actually we use a machine to create this, then people may not be so willingly give the credit to the machine. But, right. I mean, so this is an interesting dilemma. And, and I, 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 I really, really appreciate that you raised this question. It gets, gets, gets very, very tricky. Uh, yep. I want to ask you about a statement that was made by Elon Musk. I want to play mm -hmm. the statement and I want to come back and I want to talk to you about it because okay. uh, if anything, his statement raised more concern rather than, you know, give some clarification on how we should mm -hmm. regulate this. But let me, let me play the statement that he made Please. his remarks and then I'll come back and I'll get your thoughts. Okay. Thank you. You can make a swarm of assassin drones for very little money by just taking the the, the face ID chip that's used in cell phones and uh, having a small explosive charge and a, and a standard drone and have them just do a grid sweep of the building until they find the person they're looking for, ram into them and, ex and explode. You can do that right now. No extra, no new technologies needed right now. You can make uh, let me get your remarks first before I make, make any statement. I mean, I, I, I think, uh, you know, what he said is very true, right? I mean, the technology uh, 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 can do this for years, not only today. I mean, it's literally for years, right? I mean, but this come back and say, well, but we need to know, we as a human, we as a human civilization, a global civilization, we need to decide what these drones or robots, or you know, AI systems can do and cannot do. Without that thing, then you know it's it's a wild, wild west. 
uh, 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 before we have have any sort of like you know uh, uh, law imposed, and that could be scary because it's too powerful. I mean, you know, in the Wild West, yeah, you know, you maybe this bandit have the gun, that one have uh, you know have a knife. You know, you can kill a person or two or maybe five or ten. But now, you know, the whole civilization could be wiped out. So, so this is I, 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 you know, I, I see what he said. You know, is absolutely true, and it's only not only true today, but it has been true for 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 a while. And we also know, you know, some of the 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 the, the, the assassinations, you know, of the Iranian. Uh, 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 general or whatever. I mean, all the terrorists having, you know, taken out by 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 drones, right? I mean, so so it's 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 not something new, and uh, and uh, so so that's that's back to what I said earlier. That gets me worried and get many people worried, and uh, that's why I'm advocating to to have some discussion, debates, and uh, you know, build. Build some consensus. Have you approached lawmakers about your concerns? I I haven't. I actually have talked to some of the local uh, news people uh, about a, a few weeks ago, and because uh, you know, uh, uh, I I do want to have some more coherent thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I can talk to the lawmakers or politicians in a more coherent way, but you know, I, I, I mean, that's definitely in my mind, and uh, you know, I'm not going to be shy about this because, you know, on one hand, I'm an AI person, so I, I, I'm very optimistic about what's the good that you know this technology can will do to us or help us to be uh, having a better life. On the other hand, uh, you know, I, I'm also quite concerned about the boundaries and ethical and legal boundaries. But also, really, you know, the culture shocks and also the economic uh, impact AI have and will uh, have on on you and me and almost everyone. You you made some remarks to the the New York Post in regards to AI. Mm-hmm. And AI is tech is people are programming AI. It's not just AI doesn't come up with its idea by by itself. This is someone coding mm-hmm. it and program it. Your remarks to to the New York Post. Uh, let me put that up. Where you said to the New okay. York Post, you said, I guess the New York Post asks AI to write a story like the New York Post uh, on yep. Hunter Biden. And then they said, no, we couldn't do it. You said here in your in your quote, it was a cop out. Because it, it could. It just the person who was programming the AI didn't want to program it to do it. Mm-hmm. Do we do we find do you see that we have a, a problem where the individual who is programming the AI is not neutral? I mean, I I do. I, I mean, I just want to, uh, and it's not only the person. It's most likely to be the institutions, companies, okay. or whatever gotcha. institutions. Uh, uh, and but could it be individual too, right? I mean, at least uh, my recollection is that as a, after the New York Post complaint to OpenAI about the situation, the next day they could write this. <laughs> Uh, 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 right. I mean, so so that actually, you know, indicates something. Someone turned the switch on, right? Right, right. I mean, as a very liberal person, okay. I mean, I am as liberal as you probably can find. Um, I don't like the, the 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 AI system to to make such a value judgment, mm-hmm. you know, for us. Or like the the, the, the the institutions, so you know, OpenAI, Google, Microsoft, whoever that might be, to make that decision for you and me, right? I mean, I still think it is our human dignity to make decisions for ourselves, right? I mean, you know, I may not like this politician or this political view versus that one. 
but I don't want to, uh, you know, OpenAI or ChatGPT tell me, oh, you know, I only show you what you should be uh, uh, reading, but not things I don't think you should be reading. I think it's ludicrous, right? Right. I mean, you know, uh, 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 it's just like you know, people ban books or the Florida recently, right? I mean, they they don't. I mean, if I read it click uh, correctly, some school principal got fired because they show the, the David as a the, the statue by Michelangelo to the students and then the, the principal lost to the job because you know obviously it's a naked man I mean I think that's that's just not a civilized society a democratic free society should be doing and I don't want and I thought I hope that AI system is not programmed or you know or censored like that so you and me are not going to see the whole spectrum of the things so that that's my you know a a a a classic liberal view on these things it is you know it's a, it's it is should make it available and uh, and uh, and uh, they should be neutral i mean i understand that uh, the for example the open ai uh, when they train ChatGPT, uh, uh, Sam Altman, their CEO, said, "Well, because of the material out there that they can get access to, uh, to train ChatGPT, are uh, have a liberal bias. So the the answers you get from ChatGPT may have some, you know, bias towards more liberal views. I mean, I think that, you know, that is more acceptable to me because." Ideally, obviously, you know, you wanted the system to be trained on a full spectrum uh, of the inputs, but you know, it is what they can get, what they can get their hands on. But on the hand, I mean, say, you know, the example you showed, like, say, you know, they just don't allow manually don't allow uh, their system to to do certain things because it's probably more conservative view i think it's that shouldn't be what ai does i i would i i agree with you doc i think you know we've gotten to a, a place to where it's a lot of censorship on history on politics uh i think it all should be exposed for people to make their own judgment this is what happened if my memory serves me correctly the basis of world war ii was for freedom when Hitler was burning mm-hmm. his books, people had issues mm-hmm. with that because he was born. He was attempting to wipe history out by burning the books. Absolutely. So yep. here we fast forward to 2023 and we don't have books. Well, Florida, I, where I live in Florida, they're banning oh, certain okay. books. But, um, yep. you know, I, I, I have a problem. I personally have a problem with it because I remember what what I learned in history. Mm-hmm. You know, so the censorship with with AI, I, I I think we're going down a very dangerous path. I I absolutely agree with you because I mean not only World War Two, right? I mean you know throughout history, you know even the the the, the, the Middle Ages, right? I mean the, the the Dark Age. I mean you know what they do is any you know heresies they burn all the books that does not conform to the what the Pope or the Catholic Church thought was the right one. Right and all you know in, in China even back in the uh, uh, more than two thousand years ago, uh, uh, the first emperor of the Chinese Qing Dynasty, he burned all the the books and killed most of the intellectuals because they they made think or pop, you know teach things that does not conform to the emperor's view. Correct. And I think this is just wrong, right? I mean, because the the human societies, I think is the most important thing is the freedom and to think and to express themselves. And that's how the progress made. I mean, you know, not every new idea is going to be good. Probably, you know, there are many of them just horrible ideas. Right. On the hand, if we do not we cannot make such assessments, you know, you and me ourselves, and I th- then we become, you know, we're the same as under a dictatorship, Definitely. right? You know, someone else is going to think for us. Doc, I enjoyed this conversation. 
it was absolutely it, thank it was you a very a very good conversation first let me say i really appreciate you taking the time to coming on chatting with me uh even accepting my interview i told you before we started recording you're a pretty big deal you know you may not think and you're, can't, you're a pretty can't big go, deal. i I I'm honored to to talk to you and honestly I think you know your questions are of very 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 high level and I'm not trying to be nice and uh, and because I'm honestly believe because I'm academic right I mean you know right. I I need to be honest that's the most important thing to be an academic and I think you know your questions uh, 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 just very, very deep and insightful. And I really appreciate it to have the opportunity. Doc, I had to, I had to do some research to, to even start talking to you, right? I had to do my <laughs> Thank you. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't come on here and start winging it. I can't do that, you know, but, um, <laughs> thank you. For, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate the kind words. You're more than welcome to come back anytime. I'd love to have you back. Uh, whenever you have free time to, to talk more about this, you no, know, glad to, much. and uh, and uh, and and I think you know uh, uh, that the 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 change or the impact of the AI, we're going to see it, we're going to feel it pretty soon, and uh, and uh, so so you know I'm I'm happy to talk about and chat a, a bit more because I, I I truly enjoyed our conversation too. Thank you, thank you very much. You enjoy your evening, absolutely, um, and we will. Thank chat. you. Take care, sir. Absolutely. Okay. Bye.